You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 29 West Tolpehawken Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. The kids were talking um, earlier about this wait for Jesus. Um, but I'll just tell you that my husband Steve is not on social media, so um, you don't get the pleasure of these um, little bits and pieces of his day like I do. Uh, And he sent this little video to me this week, this nine seconds uh, of anticipation and longing. So picture this. Is it going to happen, Jeffy, or no? No, I'm not going to do a good job of describing this, but picture the vending machine, right? You know, the spirals, a bag of, I forget what it was, Oh, sour cream cheddar, Ruffles potato, or Utz potato chips, was hanging, just hanging there, dangling over. And he uh, strategically purchased the one above it so it would knock down the Utz. It didn't happen. But I laughed a lot when I got it. Anyway, I was going to share it with you, and um, we, had, we had lots of preparations for tonight, and I failed to set that up with Jeffy, so I'm sorry. But waiting for that bag of potato chips to, to fall uh, can actually reveal a lot about yourself. How do you wait? Uh, think of something that you have waited for this week. Oh, there you go. Nine seconds. <laughs> See? Thank you, Jeffy. (laughs) I kind of ruined it by describing it, but you can't really hear on the audio audio of this, but he he lets out an audible sigh when he realizes it's not going to come. So think of something that you waited for this week. Uh, Maybe it wasn't a bag of potato chips, but um, we're all waiting for things at any given time. How do you wait? And what happened in you while you waited? Maybe, maybe you decided that whatever it was wasn't that important and you moved on. Maybe you felt like it was so important that you got anxious or fearful that your needs might not be met. Maybe rather than feeling that vulnerability, you got angry. Um, did you distract yourself on your phone? We don't exactly practice waiting very much. Uh, Things come to us so fast and so often that we have to make space to wait instead of just filling it up with a substitute. When we can stay in the waiting, there is an opportunity for something else to happen. Something in us gets rearranged. We might be able to identify a deeper need. That pause before the awaited thing happens gives us space to examine our longings. It's about being patiently impatient. This Advent, we are connecting all of our longings into this story of deliverance, of our deliverance. Knowing that deliverance is coming and waiting for it enables our hearts to turn and receive it. We're so well-trained to get what we think we need to fill up the longings to try to satisfy The Daily Prayer this morning talked about how um, the gods of this holiday season send us everywhere but the true God, who has been made known to us in Jesus. We get sent to fill up our longings with fleeting pleasures and 
quote unquote idyllic memories and consuming more. And John the Baptist's ministry was to direct people to the light. He had a clear purpose to make ready a people prepared for the Lord, to turn their hearts to God. And he had a fiery urgency and clarity. Repent and be baptized. Make the way ready. It's happening. There are two Greek words for time, chronos and kairos. And chronos refers to like a chronological or sequential order of time. And kairos is more about the urgency of what is upon us. It signifies a qualitative shift. Something is happening. John says, be ready. Now is the time. What has been set in motion is coming to fulfillment, so get your hearts ready. Don't miss it. And John is this transitional figure in Scripture. He's the link between the Old Testament and the New Testaments. His life parallels that of the other prophets from before, and yet what he is doing is something new. He is, he is in this shift that's happening. John is like the, is like the last of the Old Testament prophets because he makes the way for Jesus, who fulfills what God has been saying through all the prophets that came before. And prior to John is this 400 years of silence from the last prophet. Of course, God is still at work in the world and and making the way ready for the revelation of his son. But we don't have any prophecy written for us between Malachi and John. And then John comes and paves the way for the Messiah. His voice signals something is about to happen. Even John's birth connects us back to the story of God's people through Abraham and Sarah. His birth is meticulously recorded in John 1, and his parents, uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth, were very old, and they did not think that John's birth was possible. This parallels Abraham and Sarah back in Genesis, who didn't think that the birth of Isaac was possible either. John's birth also parallels Jesus' birth, too. They were marked by divine intervention and an angel that came to announce what God was doing. So John is this pivotal figure in the story of how God relates to God's people, then and now. The the angel Gabriel told Zechariah, your son will come in the spirit and power of Elijah. In other words, John's ministry would bear fruit like Elijah's did. His message and his ministry was the culmination of the law and the prophets. They were proclaimed until John And then the good news of the kingdom of God is preached. John is called the greatest of the prophets because he was the forerunner to the Messiah. He was preparing people for Jesus' arrival and turning their hearts. Repent literally means to turn away from from all evil and turn towards good. And other prophets called for repentance too, of course. Jeremiah said that each person was to turn from his wicked ways. Amos gave God's lament that despite all God had done for the people, yet you have not returned to me. Hosea talked about when Israel, when Israel will return and seek the Lord. He urged them to return to the Lord their God and say, forgive our sins and receive us graciously. So this message is not new. And people's tendency to turn away from God is not new. 
But John is calling people into baptism, into the water as a symbol of repentance, being washed clean. He called people to demonstrate it. Scripture said that he is the voice calling in the wilderness, make way for the Lord who is coming to you, to you now, in whatever circumstances you find yourself, you now, Jesus is coming. This is our journey of Advent. So can you stay in the discomfort of change? Can you stick with it long enough to turn? John is calling us to turn our hearts to the light. How do we go with John into the waters of repentance and and demonstrate our turning? Aubrey started us thinking about that. It starts by looking. John himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. People kept asking him if he was the Christ. He had to insist, no, I'm not the Christ. No, I'm not Elijah. He came baptizing with water so that Jesus might be known to Israel. He was just preparing the way. And then Jesus himself came asking to be baptized. John was hesitant to baptize Jesus. He was, he was aware that Jesus wasn't just another person coming to repent and confess sins. And he protests. He says, I need to be baptized by you, but you're coming to me? Jesus begins his ministry through this act of submission and faithfulness to God. He says, allow me to be baptized right now. This is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. God had sent John as this, fir- as this herald, uh, the final herald of what was to come, and now Jesus comes in line with this and fulfills it by submitting in baptism. And this signals the beginning of his mission and the Spirit with the Spirit descending on him like a dove. So how does John help us in Advent as we wait for deliverance? He reminds us to repent, to turn around, to turn to the light. Everything else is darkness. All the expectations that are set set up for us during this season, all the expectations we set up for ourselves, all the ways that we fill up our longings, trying to satisfy them, will not deliver us. We are waiting for deliverance in Jesus. So this time is an opportunity to examine, to look. Where are you headed? Who has sent you? What motivates you? Deliverance comes through Jesus alone. He is the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So we turn towards him, and we keep turning. Whenever you find yourself in darkness, turn to the light. You might be questioning, should I expect someone else? or something else. Is this really who I'm waiting for? And you might be comforted to know that even John uh, from prison asks this too. He hears about later on, after he baptizes Jesus and Jesus' ministry begins, John is imprisoned and he hears about the deeds of the Messiah and he sends his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? Coming from John, this gives me some comfort. I think he really is questioning. Is this really happening? Is this the real Messiah? Are people really being delivered? In Matthew 11, Jesus replies to 
to John's disciples, go back and report to John what you see and hear. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Jesus interprets his own ministry in terms borrowed from Isaiah 61. He's pointing back and saying, yes, this is the deliverance story. I am the fulfillment of what you are longing for. So if you find yourself with John right now, doubting, wondering, asking, are you the one? Are you the deliverer? Should we expect someone else? Is there anything happening this Advent? Will anything be different in the world on Christmas Day? Will anything be different in me on Christmas Day? You'll have the opportunity to light a candle in just a few minutes. Do it as a symbol of your turning. Let the change be happening in you now. What are you turning away from? Turn to Jesus, who is the light. And let's keep reporting about what we see and hear. What do you see and hear? How is it that the blind receive sight? What is good news for all? Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.